Welcome back to your favorite podcast. This is the No Hangover Podcast. This is episode 42. As always, your favorite host, Jordan. Across from me, I got my comrade. Eric, what's up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know where to find us. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. We're making our way back onto YouTube. Um, if you want to link with us on social media, we are on Instagram at No Hangover Podcast. As always, message us, uh, like the content, any um, opinions you guys have, comments, concerns, those are always welcome, and that's the, the best place to get in contact with us. Um, if you want to check out our playlist, we are on Spotify. We have nine playlists. That's at the No Hangover Podcast actual profile page. You can find those. It's an assortment of different sounds, different vibes, curated by uh, yours truly, Eric and I. Um, like I said, a bunch of different fields. If you don't have Spotify, you can find those on Apple Podcasts at Eric's personal page, and that is Apple Music. Uh, it's at Eric Apple Music. I'm sorry, underscore Ponte thirty four. So check those out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Speaking of music, Drake season is approaching, and you know I'm excited. Are you excited? Oh, shit. The summer's going to be nice. The it summer's going to be it nice. Is. So he's dropped three new records in the span of one week and a video to go with it. Uh, none of these records are official records and are only on free music streaming platforms like YouTube and SoundCloud. Uh, to me, this is kind of telling that an album will soon be approaching. But the question is, with who? Scorpion, Drake's latest album, was supposed to be his last album with Cash Money slash Young Money Records, who he's been with his whole career. Ten years later, he is arguably the greatest artist of our generation, and the Drake hype slash hysteria has not died down. So my question to you, Eric, and to all the fans, do you think his record deal should be worth $500 million? <laughs> uh, shit, I mean, why not? Why not? Why I mean, the fuck not? He seems to show up, produce, give us what everybody wants every time right. since even before his first debut album, his official debut album. Exactly. He's been doing this for mixtapes. I mean, he's had an illustrious career. Ten years strong. Decorated with, with strong records, number one hits, great albums. I mean, you name it. His his touring is top grossing every year. So I think he could catch one of the biggest bags of all time. Oh, I mean, definitely. And the way that money is circulated nowadays was – just the way it goes through hands so quickly now is definitely he's going to start breaking numbers as far as contracts and start breaking records as far as the type of money that he's getting paid out for. I mean, he's already doing it with his tours, like you said, but right. if he does sign with somebody else, do you, I mean, do you think he stays independent for this album? Well, that's the question. I mean, if he stays independent, then he gets... Because what you figured it's going to drop before... Probably, I'm thinking like late March, early April. Worst case scenario, the I end think of it's April. Gonna be, yeah, I think it's going to be a summertime record. So, I mean, that's two months. It's right around he's the corner. Have, and he's still independent. He, from what we know, he hasn't signed with anybody or anything like that? Or to my, No, to my knowledge, he hasn't signed with so, anybody. And, and the songs that he's been releasing are like independent records. Like Money in the Grave was like Frozen Moments, which is like his little independent label, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then um, Omerta, same thing. And I think those are the last two official records that he's put out himself. And then obviously we and got those those three leaks that he put out what, on SoundCloud. Well, he put two out on SoundCloud and then the other ones on YouTube. Well, when it first dropped those on SoundCloud, I think it dropped from SoundCloud. Oh, did you, it really? Yeah, if you click the link, it was taking you to Okay, a, I never fully clicked the yeah. link. I used to play that shit straight from my no, phone. No, if you click the link, it takes you to a SoundCloud. Well, and then it's not there anymore, but it's back up on YouTube. Speaking of those records, in my opinion, he's gone three for three on those leaks. Yeah. And they're, they're not really leaks, but they're leaks. Well, I guess so, in the lingo that we're using today. But, I mean, not around honestly sounds like it could be a single to me. It's, like, really catchy, yet it has, like, a raw edge to yeah, it as far as the well, content. Because of the, the way he's telling that story, exactly. it's, it's fucking... You, like you said, it's catchy as fuck, but he's talking about supporting a stripper and getting her to achieve her goals that she wants. Essentially, she wants to get out of that life of stripping and she wants to go legit. Uplifting women. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it is National Women's Day. It is. Yeah, it is. There you go. Right. 
I believe it's catchy and melodic enough to be on radio, but gritty enough to be like a strip club anthem. Oh, for sure. I think he plays both sides of that well. So, I mean, that's what I love about that record. The Chicago freestyle, I feel like that's the Drake that everyone loves. So, yeah, I mean, so for the people that don't know, uh, One to Say, One Chicago Freestyle and Not Around are the three songs that he leaked this past week. So, And like I said, I feel like... Stay informed. Yeah, Chicago Freestyle is like the Drake that everyone loves. Um, The pocket that he is in on that record is him at his best. Chicago Freestyle? Chicago Freestyle. Yeah, that's probably, I mean... After Not Around, that's, that's probably my second favorite one. And then right. When to Say One is out of the three. But like you said, they're all, he yeah. hits with all of them. So When to Say One is my least favorite out of the three records, personally for me. That's I think it's too, a great record. That's more though. of a, the homage to to your boy. You took the words right out of my mouth. That's what I was going to say, say next. Uh, the, the That record pays homage to one of my favorite songs um, and artist, Jay-Z, Song Cry. So I think that's why I'm kind of biased on it because Song Cry by Jay-Z. It's, I'm extra critical, yeah. It's it's so great to me. It's one of Jay's best records. It's one of my favorite records from Jay. For anybody to touch that, it's got to be... And he, It's a good record. I'm not saying it's a bad record. I mean, it's but just, for anybody to touch it, I mean, it would be a guy like Drake. That's true. So. I'm sure that's why he was able to sample yeah. it because they're, at, they're, they're in a good place. But uh, Drake definitely takes his shots on this record, and of course they're aimed at the good music camp. And that's Pusha T, Kanye West, and Big Sean, for those of you who don't know. Why is he taking shots at Big Sean? He takes oh, he shots just, at that whole camp. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, you know, they're all under the same umbrella. They all got to go. <laughs> Drake and Pusha T have been trading shots since their highly publicized beef went viral. And uh, Pusha T was quick with his response towards Drake on this record, When to Say When. Uh, Pusha T was featured on Jada Kiss's latest album, Ignatius. In my opinion, Pusha T is a craftsman when it comes to his verses. His lyrical ability is among some of the greatest street rappers of our time. Um, with all this being said, I'm excited to see where these two artists can go and the great music that will come out of this again. Because this beef's not ending. It's obvious. Ever. ever. I don't know if it's going to be an ever thing, but I mean, for a while they'll continue to trade shots. For, entire, for Drake's entire career, before even Drake was in the picture, the beef was That's true. The beef was there. Yeah, because of he's with Wheezy. Cash Money. Wheezy. And Pushing T and Lil Wayne have had a beef, but... Well, I was gonna say it's never been as strong as it is now, but Pusha T was taking some some nice shots at Lil Wayne, yeah, some years ago as well too. And he's yeah, coming, but I he's, feel like with the with the whole story of Adidon thing, that took it to a different level. Really, with did. Drake at least it yeah, did, and I feel sure. like it took it to a different level than he even went with uh, Lil Wayne. Yeah, because we, the Drake thing became personal. Yeah, he started talking about kids and shit, family, and, yeah, friends dying. Yeah, damn, yeah, he really did. <laughs> Going I don't. Around. I mean. <laughs> Like I said, I feel like Pusha T is a craftsman when it comes to his lyrical ability and his verses. So when it comes to the trading shots back and forth, I going think, bar for bar, I think Pusha T is a little better at it. What Drake gets you on is he'll drop a big record. Oh, he'll, yeah, it'll be a diss song, but he'll fucking make racks and fucking bring it in, and everybody will love him for it. Right, but not not he will. And we've seen re- that with the re- the replay value that it will have. Right, and we've seen that with back to back. But I'm talking more like in my feelings. Like, he just put a big song out on his album, and we forgot the story of it. We didn't forget the story of Adidon, but all that hype quickly yeah. died down. Nobody gave, yeah. gave a fuck after that. Yeah. Everybody was dancing. He has that ability. Well, I mean, He'll penetrate you with his music because it's it's it's, it's so good. For and as so much big. as I think Pusha, D did, like Pusha T did come for, I mean, he, he with the story of Adidon, he came hard. Like, a lot of it was, there was fact to it, but a lot of it was, you know, talking about that he's hiding a child and shit like that. Like, that's not really, we don't know that for sure. Like, exactly. he did kill him with the bars, but a lot of it, it's nothing really, like, super damning. Like, super, like, oh, like, Drake. Like, it doesn't make you change the way you think of Drake. It was just kind of like, oh, shit, that was like, he just, like, came for his life, and then, boom, like you said, he well, puts you, out the song, and then it's, it I was agree. nothing really super, like. It, it kind of, when you sit down and think about it and, yeah. and, and, and analyze it's it, it's It's more accusation not, than anything. It's not, but the shock value of it. Oh, yeah, Drake sure. being the yeah. biggest artist in the world. And and, and the, how he came with the blackface cover and shit like and that. And then like, we find out that he has a kid that nobody knows about. Yeah. That is, like shocking but when you sit down and analyze it and look at it for what it's worth yeah. he's the biggest artist in the world he's probably not gonna want to expose his kid exactly he's, he doesn't he's want that type of publicity everybody else exactly so it's like he has to move and that's really what it was everybody else but what also looks bad is who he ha- who he had the kid with i mean 
you know, it was kind of yeah. like it yeah, made it seem like he didn't want to have a kid with that girl. The thing and is, the, though, the narrative became what Pusha T was trying to paint was that he was trying to hide it from the yeah. sheer fact that he was embarrassed. But if you listen to Drake's music from the beginning, and I mean, the our favorite song that. Uh, came out from this past week. Not They're not around. around. He's talking. He's been talking about saving hoes and, and being the savior of these strippers since the beginning. Right. And not then. Sure enough, he has a kid with one. And I kind of wanted to bring up a point. Like I feel like Drake is underrated as far as the strip club anthem. Yeah. Like, like he, I feel like he's like he's going there and like really like in the strip club like that. Like he's no, he's in that life. with the women. Like he's just he's been there yeah. for a long time. Yeah. I mean, he says from the from his mixtape from so we far gotta gone, think about his from thank me later like his rap beginnings are in houston really and yeah, houston is the strip club huge yeah. it might be the strip club capital i'm pretty sure i think so over atlanta yeah oh shit and i was surprised too because atlanta <laughs> has a lot of strip clubs but texas is i guess it's on another level down v live swish your house baby that shit is hard i think that's uh slim thug that's the intro yeah. of not around if you haven't listened to it go ahead yeah, you you'll you'll like it. Yeah, even honestly, if, I'm not gonna lie. The first time I heard it, we played it like 20 times back. <laughs> even hard. if you don't want to agree with the content, and this is what makes him so great to me. You'll like the song, honestly. Just the the, the melodic feel of it, the catchiness of it. Even honestly. if he's saying some foul shit, you're still gonna <laughs> move around, and you might catch yourself. He paints it beautifully. Singing the song, he yeah, paints it beautifully. He really does. He really does. But um. We just yeah, but I mean he's I mean it's just ironic enough that that's what he's been singing about, and that he has a child with a stripper, camera girl, fucking trying to save a hoe. Webcam girl. She was an industry chick too. A lot of a lot of niggas has been with her. But I mean, there's a lot of industry chicks out yeah. here, and there's a lot of niggas with, in, with that have babies with industry chicks. Yeah. It's just the the nature of the game. Not only that, but the magnitude of what Drake is, and you know, the impact he has, the status that he has. So it's. It looks it's even crazier, but it also kind of gives him like he gets some. uh, I don't know, rap street, not street cred, but like rap cred for that in a sense to me, because he's living he's living the image of a rapper. He has a baby with a porn star. He's saving strippers, Mm -hmm. but he's like. He's he's very marketable, too. Oh yeah, he's I mean, on he's SNL. Degrassi, he's, he's, he's Degrassi, like but he but, has the rap side too. Forget, like there's nobody that walks that line. I forget who like I was him. talking to about it, but I mean the fact that he comes from that, from the whole Degrassi thing. Was it you? Yeah, I think Steven was there too, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, the fact that he comes from like an acting background, like he still has like that innocence to him. It's like, oh, he's just Jimmy in the wheelchair, and like he came up from an actor, and then the actor turned into a fuck. Like who? But he is a rapper's rapper, though. No, and that's the thing. But like you don't, who would have thought that? Like true. And I don't think that it was an actor that became a rapper. I think he just has both sides. I mean, he, I think said, he, he has he both said, things he, in He him. said that he's wanted to do more movies, and he's been in a few, but, like, kind of smaller roles. I mean, smaller roles as far as movies and shit like that. But right, that might be the second leg of his career. It might be. And it was the start. Hosting and being in acting and doing we things like that. We talked about that, too. He's I, just, he's, there's, not, there's not too many people, if any, that can do what he's done at the height of the game that he's at. Like he's the biggest artist in the world drops music consistently, but he can step out and host award shows, host this, do different TV type of things. Like he's retired in a sense. Yeah, he does. He does what the fuck he wants. You know what I'm saying like in the height of his career in, in, in the music lane, he still branches out and does and other things. What, and nobody 33? questions it. Yeah. And nobody questions it. Like he still got so much more to go. Really? Which who was it? Saying that he's the greatest of all time, that was me. You think you think? Oh, are you asking me that? Yeah. You think that? <sighs> arguably, that's what I, I said earlier. I think arguably, arguably. I, I feel like he's on his way. What I was, what I was trying to say when I brought it up to you originally is now I think he's in that conversation where we have to start talking about it. Is he going to become the greatest of all time? Now he's cemented as I feel like a been, great artist. Yeah, he did that for the last ten years. Now I the think next that was already cemented before we even. I thought like he's in the conversation, but was he? Were you saying that? I'm pretty sure it was like Ryan or somebody else. I was uh-huh. like saying for sure that he is the greatest, no doubt about it, no question about it. But, but like, I think it was Ryan. <laughs> I can't. I can't say that yet because we still have what. 20 years of Kanye West that he's already put things down, done shit already. He's as far as music, he is. I feel like he's slightly on a higher level than Drake as far as because the, of the 
20 years that he's already put exactly. in. That's what you're trying to say. Exactly. And he still has another 20 to go. I right, mean, he's right. branching into other things as far as like uh, building a low income housing and doing as far things as far as politics. And he's branching out to like more of a world like yeah. domination type shit. Like he's trying to right. impose his influence for real, for real. Drake is still on a on a entertainment level as far as like yeah you know I mean and I'm not trying to downplay it at all because what he's done for the past ten years is incredible right. and it's he just, it doesn't really seem like even when he takes a loss it's like who gives a fuck nobody like really cares about his losses nobody's been like oh shit like that really like fucked him and this is really gonna be a big like chink in his armor every little thing is like a little a little nick and it's like it's nobody really thinks about that shit i agree with you i think kanye west the brand might be bigger than drake as far as because drake the brand is really just the music when you think about it mm-hmm. i mean he has some other things going for him he has he own you know he produces shows he has yeah liquor. but when you think of drake you think music, music. first when you think of kanye, kanye west there, it's uh, like now you might think of fashion things. you exactly. might think of fashion first then exactly. music or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Or and now he's branching out to doing the low income housing. Politics. Politics. Shit like that. So yeah. Like Jay Z as well. You think about Jay Z the brand. Owns Rock Nation. Mm. Title. Th- th- a bunch of other shit that he's done. Um Ace of Spades. Do say. Like he has premium top shelf liquor. You, you know him for other things. Yeah. He's a bigger brand than Drake. Drake's just as well, maybe not just as big, but he's talked about that in that regard just because of the music though. Mm. How great the music is. I feel like Jay Z he he he's a bigger brand than Drake right now. I think it's because he has more years on him. Because when I think of Jay Z, I do think the first thing I think of is rapper, entrepreneur. Like as far as like revolutionizing rap and like being one of the godfathers, like bringing it to what it is now. And like, he's still like, he is top dog right now. But as far as like bigger picture, when you're looking in like on the, in the long run, like I feel like Drake surpasses him pretty quickly. Musically. Okay, musically. And he's doing, I mean, Drake has his, uh, Virginia is whiskey, right? Uh, Virginia black. That is whiskey though, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, he has his liquors. He's doing. He's doing the same type of things, and he's doing it a lot earlier than Jay Z was doing it. No, Jay Z was doing it very early, early too. Was he? Mm-hmm. I would say so. I would say six years. Well, that's what was so different about Jay Z and and Puff that they were doing other things early in their career, and other rappers weren't, and that's why they are they are where they are today. But I mean, on some things, Drake might have a leg up in time. Because he's been great for so long. Mm-hmm. Jay Z was great for a long time, but it was moments where you could say another rapper was was had a bigger year than Jay, or another rapper had a bigger moment than Jay in that time span. He mm-hmm. still was probably the greatest of that time, but there's never really been a year that anybody's had a bigger moment than Drake, or been considered a bigger a bigger artist than Drake. No, honestly, I think Jay Z as well. Another side of it is the is the power couple thing. As that, far as, that, as, as, as that being, adds to it too, but Kanye has that too. He does. He has the power couple, the royal family of America, the Kardashians. <laughs> Honestly, and he's been the only dude to really survive that shit and really not come out crazy on the other end. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Well, Even I think Rob it's because Kardashian. his brand was too big already. Yeah. It's not like he needed to latch on to them. Yeah. More like they needed to latch on to him. Well, not even because they they would have been fine without him. But I think their brands were both big enough that it wouldn't pull anybody down. Ray yeah. J wasn't big enough. You saw Chris Humphreys definitely wasn't big <laughs> you, enough. You saw Ray J and uh, yeah. Brandy coming out defending mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian for the cultural appropriation yeah. shit. Which the box again, braids. yeah, I'll say this again: like not box braids, whatever she had. Well, it's like I think people who get outraged over that it's the dumbest shit ever. Like, essentially, like. We want to talk about like celebrating cultures and shit like that. And I feel like the best way to like show someone's appreciation is by mimicking and like, you know, exactly. And that's what she was doing. And people that get outraged over that shit, I'm just like, like, what? How does that make sense? Then, I mean, what stance are you taking on that then? Like, do you want, you know, people to accept cultures and this, that, whatever? Or do you want to, you know, segregate yourself and nobody can do what we're doing? Only us, we can do it. Like, right. Pick your stance. I think that's the dumbest shit. But it is funny that out of all people, Ray J and Brandy <laughs> came and defended her. I know. <laughs> that's it made it. sense. Cause they, I mean, they didn't make sense, but they were on the show. And 
that storyline was out, so it, yeah. was, it was good clickbait for them to ask yeah, for them sure. that question. Yeah, I get, I get why they did it. And it's they just, handled it funny. professionally. Yeah. They didn't make a, a bad sloppy moment. They could have been real sloppy about yeah. it, but they weren't. I mean, if, I feel like once you're at that level, that's what happened so many years ago. And, shit, and Ray J got yeah, money now. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it really, yeah, if he was, if I feel like if he was hurting, then that, just prompt, that prompts him more to oh, yeah. take shots and be like, oh, He oh, stopped well. being sloppy on Love and Hip Hop, all that. Once he got that Scooty bike money, you know he came up with that. He patted. Yeah. He, he patted. Those are the was was like what we were writing last night. For real? Yeah. Oh, he does that too. I, yeah. I, I started. And he seeing sold it. the company for like forty, fifty million, some oh, shit like shit. that. So he's in. So he's pretty. He's nice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And if he keeps investing, that money's only gonna grow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for Ray J. Yeah. Good for him. Yep. Building Ray. His own brand. Fucking J. I mean, speaking of brands, fucking LeBron James. LeBron James is he's the one biggest of the brands. biggest brand in the world. He is. He is. He's probably the most as far as a single person right now. He is probably one of the biggest brands. He's probably the most famous person in the world. You think so? Probably. I mean, you have to think who's in that category. As far as I mean, Beyonce, Beyonce. I mean, I don't sports. Um, Ronaldo and Messi, stock international soccer players. That is true. That is true. But LeBron is up there with them oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. He may mean. LeBron is fucking crazy. He's insane. And he's having uh MVP type season in his 17th year, which is you amazing to see. It? I want to see him win it. Listen, uh, I want to I want to win it. I want to see him win it just as much as you do, but I feel like the way that the Bucks have been rolling, even though the the last game that they played, when I saw a stat that when LeBron was on him, he was like one oh, for yeah. three. He was like LeBron was putting the clamps on Giannis. He was. And it kind of shows how one dimensional he is. He is. And how he needs to keep on growing. For he as does. good as he is. He's great. Exactly. For as great as he is. that, And it's beautiful still, that he that he hasn't reached his full potential. And he's already a one-time MVP on yeah. his way to the second one. A lot of, You've been seeing a lot of people talking about unanimous MVP. Nah, he shouldn't be unanimous. I mean, he is the best player on the best team. And they're going to the win. least amount of star talent around him. And they're probably going to win 70 games. They probably will. They've... They're, they clinched the earliest out of any team in NBA history. Yeah, they're they're rolling. They really are. So I mean, I I mean again, I think I still think Giannis is gonna win. I would love to see LeBron win another one, mm-hmm. just because he's the fucking goat. And it would like to, it would be nice to see him have five be, like Mike. It would be great because I think they're gonna win the championship too. So get an MVP, another MVP, get another chip, and another Finals MVP all in one season. That's me too. Do you think the Clippers have what it takes to take them out? In, in the playoffs, they added some more depth. They added one of them fucking Morris brothers. Joe Kim Noah. You saw that? Joe Kim Noah, Reggie Jackson. Which, I, I mean, I think that's just more of a, like a vet. Yeah, I don't think he, he's definitely not going to get any play time yeah. in the playoffs. I just think Locker it was just room, yeah, bench support. Exactly. Um, but um, I think they have what it takes. Do I think they will? No. Like I said, I think the Lakers are going to win the finals. But. I think they have the right ingredients, but a lot of a lot of um, criticism that they've gotten this season, as far as which is kind of shitty for them, is inside the locker room. People thinking that Kawhi and Paul George are getting like special treatment, and the you know load management shit, and the kind of team chemistry has been really. Yeah, I mean, from when like when I watch like you know the jump and and like just NBA shows, NBA TV, that's been the one big question that comes up is their team chemistry and you know how people feel towards you know the special treatment of those well, two superstars. A- which, first, I mean, you know, Kawhi Leonard is from what he did last season, and you know the formula everybody thinks that he did with the load management, and then you know balling out in the playoffs like that. I get it. I get why they get special treatment. They're Two top ten players in the NBA. And it worked for Kawhi. Exactly. But I do see how people can get kind of, you know, rubbed the wrong way with it and shit like that. Well, they do have a couple outspoken characters in that locker room as far as Pat Beverly, Montrez Harrell. I like Montrez Harrell. I like him too. But I I don't think he's a guy that would be afraid to speak up. Mm -mm. And Pat Bev definitely is going to speak his piece. So I could see some friction lying there with a couple other players. I don't know how Lou Will is as far as. Because Lou Will is mean, he's been, the third option though on offense. Exactly, and that's what he's been his whole career. Exactly, so he, coming he, off the bench. I don't see him feeling a way about yeah. that because he's he's probably used to it. He knows the position. Well, and then for him, plays. I mean, he's a shooter, so that's when the nights that they're sitting, he's carrying the, the offensive load. Yeah, so I mean, he's like, fuck, that's exactly what he wants—the ball in his hands. 
Lou Willville. I always like Lou Willville. But um, the Lakers signed Deion Waiters, though. They did. I like that pickup. <sighs> I think he still can play. I think, and especially in the role that they're probably going to have him in, I think he still can play. They picked him over J.R. Smith. For good reason. <laughs> oh, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with J.R., but he's with. had one of the finals, the worst finals moments in history of NBA. He had the worst finals moment. Yeah, he probably did. That was... How do you know? And LeBron know? was having one of the greatest finals moments. Dropped a moment. fucking fifty piece on the Warriors in Game One, and was going to steal one oh in Game God. in Game One of the finals. If At that Oracle, fucking, if that happens, dude, like, how much do you think that gets inside the Warriors' head? A lot. Oh my! I God. don't know if they win the series, <laughs> but it shakes things up. How many games do you think they steal then? If they win the first game, how many games is it? Going I think to? they steal the first one. They lose the second one. I think they lose the first one at home. I think they would have won the second one at home. So it goes so in six, you think? Yeah. And I then the Warriors. Probably. But god damn, that performance they put on with that shitty roster. Yeah. It was literally LeBron. That's one of the greatest and we've talked about this. I mean, we'll forget times. about Kevin Love a little bit. But. Well what LeBron <laughs> did in the playoffs leading up to the finals <laughs> was amazing. Yeah, he did. That was fucking incredible. It was really amazing. So the Clippers and the Lakers are playing um, right now as we're recording. Um, we know the Lakers are number one, the Clips are number two, and we've seen somebody put out tweets saying that this is a unusually important regular season game because one, the Clips they're finally kicking ass for a few games, perfect timing, so they're rolling right now. Two, the Lakers need to improve, or the Lakers need to prove the Clippers aren't an awful matchup for them. Three, LeBron, one more monster performance away from improbably swinging the MVP race. So depending on what LeBron does in this matchup against the Clippers, the number two team in the West, he could go ahead and um, change people's minds as far as where the MVP might go this year. I agree with that, but the thing that I will disagree with, I mean, not disagree, but it's like he doesn't have to prove that this is a bad matchup. Everybody knows that this is the worst matchup for the Lakers. Right. As far as, I mean, this is, what, this is what everybody's expecting to be the Western Conference Finals. This is what, you know, if the one team that's going to beat the Lakers is going to be the Clippers, we already knew that this is a bad matchup for them. For sure. This, that team was built to take it, out the ju- juggernaut of the Lakers. Exactly. So, I mean, that that's that doesn't have to be, like, proven or anything. We already knew that. I mean, it's built that way top no, to bottom. Old Bill Simmons spinning out facts. Well, I don't agree with that, Bill. We already knew this was a bad matchup. But I do – the third point of one more monster performance away from – from probably and swinging the MVP race, I do agree with that. Just because the game that he had against the Bucks, right? Did that was on Friday, right? Yep. And then if this game, then yeah, and it's already you know we're coming into the home stretch of the season, the last month, month and a half of you know regular season games before the playoffs. So I do agree with that. But Bill Simmons, we already knew this was a bad matchup. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, yeah, top to bottom, the Clippers were built to to take out this team as far as. Having superstar talent, mm. two superstar players, and depth, and they exact. I was just about to say they have bodies to throw at AD and LeBron. That's what you need. They have decent size. Kuzma's gonna have to step up. Somebody's gonna have to step the foot. Either Kuzma or the collective of role players is gonna have to step up. As far and as Javale McGee, Dwight Howard, Mar- Marquise, or which one, which whatever Morris twin, and let's see how much Danny Deion Green. Wa- Danny Green, and let's see how much Deion Waiters is in the rotation. Right, because it's either him or Avery Bradley. But the collection of them are gonna have to step up. Or KCP? Kuzma. Damn. I know you're not a fan of KCP, but if he steps up, that makes yeah, the world he can a shoot. Yeah, he can shoot. If three. he steps up. Because he's he's counted out. Yeah. If he starts hitting big like you shots, got points. Yeah, you got a point there. That takes him over the moon. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna if that if that's what uh, the Western Conference matchup is. Because I was also saying too that the Rockets might be the team that can knock off the Clippers. I'm like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. The Rockets are gonna do the same thing they've done every year. They have two. Of the, I think that small ball shit is gonna get exposed in the playoffs. No, it got exposed the other night. They got right. fucking throttled by I forget who they played, but they were getting worked. The Clippers. Was it the Clippers? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Bro, they got fucking work. It's, mm-hmm. This is exactly what it's gonna be. I remember because that was the build up too and that's where I was seeing that this this might be the team uh, to knock off the Clippers and fuck up the Western Conference Finals. I'm like, no. No, don't don't do that. Don't build yourself up to get hurt in the playoffs. And 
James I mean, Harden, he had what ten turnovers the other night. Quadruple, yeah, quadruple, double, quadruple ten double. Du- like, and it's it was against the the Warriors, shittiest team in the league. Everybody's excited about how Russell's been playing this last probably eight to ten game stretch, which has been nice. But I think he's um he's a he's a crash test dummy in the playoffs. Like he just runs into walls. <laughs> runs his team into a wall every time and fucks oh, up. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I don't know why everybody was so convinced that this was it. This was gonna be the Rockets team, that that was such a great trade. I'm like Good for tickets, good for for the hype of for sure. I definitely where the agree NBA is now. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. That you know it's gonna sell tickets. You know, two big names. There's gonna be a lot of points scored, a lot of stats. But as far as like a playoff team and a yeah. team built for success in the long run, they're a regular season team, and that's fine. But they're talking about they want to win championships and shit. That's not the way to do it. No, sir. No, sir. And that small ball move, like I said, not a fan of it. Not a fan. I don't think you can play small ball. into. I mean, you can in today's NBA, but you have to have stretch guys. Mm-hmm. That's the small ball that is going to work. You have to have a 6'10 guy that can yeah, and stretch they, the floor. Yeah, they're gonna, They don't have that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That was stupid. They should have just kept your boy Clint. Yeah, kept working that pick and roll as much as they fucking could. And they had two pick and roll players, or like he's just trade for somebody who could shoot a big of a, a four that could shoot and exactly. that could stretch and that can rebound and right. You know, you got James Harden fucking tipping the ball off. Yeah, he won though. He won one that. out of how many games <laughs> now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to count your wins where you get them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they man. start out from behind of every game. Rookie of the year. Who do you think? That's ja. that's kind of interesting. Ja, ja. John Moran is <laughs> ha ha. John has been fucking taking off. For all you Hispanic folk out there, but Zion is a man. Yeah, he definitely. If he would have had more games under his belt, then he probably wins it. Actually, right. he, he he would win it. But John, I think what's going to do it. Whoever makes the playoffs should win it, and that's probably what's going to happen. But you can't. For yeah, but you can't sleep on what John. He's been doing it for the whole season. Nobody thought that the Grizzlies would be fighting for an eight seed for a playoff spot, and now look where they're at. Like he's he's made their team. And the way I compare it to is him and Trey Young. Everybody hops on Trey Young's dick, but this is the second year with the Falcons, and they're still bottom the Falcons. Or the Hawks, the Hawks, <laughs> different bird, right city, <laughs> right, right city, different bird. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> the Hawks are still caca, fourteen, yeah. fifteen wins. This is the second season. He hasn't been improving his teammates. He John Moran, oh yeah, he, gets, he was, gets a lot of his points in garbage time. Yeah, though. that was. Eh, that's the fans voting for that, and yeah, he's an exciting he puts player up numbers, to watch. Yeah, but it's not winning basketball. I nah, want W's. Not. Damn it, that's the only stat that really matters. W's. Right, John Morant rookie year. He's get he's fighting for an eight seed in the West too, which is typically view, typically viewed as the stronger conference. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Lakers are rolling through. Know, that. I'm not trying to take shots at Trey Young or anything like that, but I'm just saying <laughs> he has potential to be a, 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 a successful. He's gonna be. He's gonna be. League. You think he'll just be an entertainer forever? You I think, think he's gonna be, be a stat stuffer like Russ? Like a rust, just stuff in the stat sheet, and that's cool, and that's great. The NBA needs that. We need, mm-hmm. That sells tickets, and as far as like generating money, and it, it is a business. The, the NBA fans needs that but exactly. But as far as, I'm sure as he gets older, he'll get better and understand it more. But I feel like he's just gonna be a, a stat stuffer Probably and not really do much in early the, in his career. Yeah, throughout. I mean, throughout his whole career, he'll have moments where you know he has superstar players that play with him because you have to think you can play ten. The way they're playing now, he'll play 15, 16 years at least. Right. The way that the the NBA is and the physicality of it, that it's not really there. And, you know, it's really geared towards offense. So he'll have a long, a great career. He's going to put up numbers. If he keeps on playing the way he plays, he'll be a Hall of Famer, all that. But as far as I feel like he's going to fall more in line as far as like a Carmelo Anthony, a Russ Westbrook, you know, where – they had the potential to, you know, carry teams and maybe not so much Trey Young because he is a smaller player. Right. But that they have the offensive game is there, but it just never translated to like winning basketball. That is very true. And like what the farthest Carmelo only got to the Western Conference Finals once. And for as great of a player as he is, as great of a scorer he is, like you would think 
Well, I've seen some things on Melo, like I've seen uh, Chauncey Billups talk about this. Melo was the type of player that he had to he had to score a lot. Yeah, he, he was, had to have stats. There would be games where they would win, and he'd have ten to fifteen points, and he'd be upset yeah, after the game. I've heard, I've heard that. And there'd be games where he, they lost, and he had a forty piece, and he's uh, yeah. happy go lucky, giddy in the locker room and shit. Yeah. So he kind of mentally seemed like he was focused on Him. being the star, yeah. being that guy versus taking his whole entire team to a different place. Yeah, I've heard I've heard those same things too, but. Um, that's how I feel about that. But, you know, that's what the NBA wants. The NBA wants players like that. Not everybody's gonna be great. Just that's true. people who sell tickets and make them money and make their teams money, whatever, that's that's good for business too. And everybody mindset is different. I mean Yeah. Once you get to a certain point, it's a job. Not only that, but you have some people that they wanted to get to the NBA and they made it to the NBA and that was enough for yeah. them. And that drive slows down. Mm-hmm. Then you have people that make it to the league and not satisfied and they want more and more and they want rings. They want MVPs. They For want, sure. you know what I'm saying? So everybody's hungry. The greats. The greats. Yeah. Everybody hunger and mindset is different. There's only so many of, of those guys, the LeBrons, the Kobe's, the, the Michael Jordan's, the Tim Duncan's, the Shaq's. I'm Tim excited. Dun- Tim Duncan just got a, he coached the Spurs the other that. night too. Good and I, I'm excited for what, for what the, the league, the future of the league. Brings. Oh yeah. There's a lot of great talent. There's a lot, a of, lot of young, great talent. Yeah. And LeBron was saying that the other mm-hmm. day. He was like, the, the league's in great hands. And yeah. I like what he, I like that he gives back to the league. I like that he gives the young guys game and he's yeah. still busting the ass at the same time, but he's, he's, you know, he's helping them along the way, teaching them some things that maybe he didn't get when he first came into the league. That's what he is about. the he's the ultimate OG of the league. He is. You know what I'm saying? He's I mean he talks he's talking about how he has like rookies over at his house and that like they yeah, they're, they're closer to his kids' age than they are his age. He's Don Corleone right now. Fucking he's still getting knowledge. shit done. He's not he's not passing right now. <laughs> no, he's not. He's fucking Mm-mm. there's no end in sight. What do you think about his uh his youngin, Michael Corleone? <laughs> Ronnie James. When do you think he he's, takes over? Do you think he has the ability to be Michael Corleone and take over. We're referencing Godfather God for those lead. of you. That's such a it. fucking those are big shoes to fill. I know. Those are big I like I feel like that's so unfair to ask especially his son, like mm-hmm. to ask anybody to try and fill those shoes. Right. And I mean I'm sure he hasn't well, we don't know, but I'm sure he hasn't asked him to do that. You just that's the career path that Bronny wants to take. That's the the sport that he loves and has a passion for. And unfortunately his father is the greatest of that. <laughs> yeah. So, so that comes with even, cause even think about it. If he's even like, I don't know, like, uh, a eighth of what his father was. No, I'm just like, half of what his father yeah. was. Like he's still a fucking, that's probably 20 plus points a night, you yeah. know, Five or probably he's probably more depending on how big he grows. He, I mean, he seems like he has great ball vision, our court vision now. He really but does. He has a lot six, of seven assists at a, young, at a young age. Probably a, seven boards. Like that's still a great player. Right. But even like that's just not going to measure up to what LeBron is. No. But what I do see as far as similarities is natural instincts on the basketball court. Some highlights and things that I've seen from from Bronny, he just has natural reaction, ability, yeah. natural ability. I mean, he's only a freshman in in high school too, so I mean, put that into perspective. And like, we're talking about this for for shits and gigs, but that the to, to, to for him to fill in those shoes, like I said, even be fifty percent of the player that his dad is, that would be. I know. Well, look at Michael Jordan, son. Yeah, that was that. Didn't Marcus work. Jordan. That didn't work out. Yeah, he played at UCF. Good it for did. Him. It didn't work out. No. Like that but must I mean, be a fucking unreal amount of pressure. Not only that, not only from like the outside, but the pressure you're putting on yourself is like that's my dad. You're like, born into that pressure. Yeah. There's nothing you could do to avoid it. Honestly, whether he played basketball or not, they're always going to want him to be the next basketball star. And he so happened to try and be it, and it didn't work out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But didn't he had like Michael Jordan had like two, three other kids, right? I know he did. another one. Didn't he play back a few? One of them, another one played basketball. I think I don't know if it was at UCF or not, but but I think it seemed like Mark, Marcus Jordan had some kind of potential. He went to a D1 program. You know, he was talked about a little bit. Yeah, but at the time that he went to UCF, they were still like. No, nah, they weren't. A premier, they weren't. They weren't shit. A premier program. Well, even what? The two years? Two years ago? Last year for uh, March Madness when they made it into the tournament. Like, that was the first time they had made it to the tournament in, in years. Right. I mean. I feel like a lot of the hype was off the strength of Taco Fall, too. 
I mean, he's a spectacle, <laughs> and he doesn't six. do that much. <laughs> I mean, he took Duke to. That was a good. That yeah, was a was. good. It that was, was a, a good game. Like it was a battle. UCF had a legit chance to win. Yeah. Once he fouled out of the game, because he fouled out right on that last day and one yeah. with Zion, and then they they finished it right there. But yeah. he was an X factor in the game. He, he was, was clogging he was that fucking paint, guarding the rim. He was rim clogging protected. that paint. Yeah. I went to a fucking my first college <laughs> basketball game yesterday. How was that? That was interesting. Who was it? Uh, Gators, UF, and Kentucky. Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky Wildcats versus the Florida Gators. It was funny because at one point, uh, John Calipari thought that he got fouled or teched out, like thrown out. He had, a, he had, a, I saw one technical, and then they thought they called another technical on him. He walked out, came back in like thirty seconds later. Hmm. False alarm, guys. Didn't really get ejected, but it was interesting. Uh, definitely a nice little atmosphere. That college atmosphere. I'm gonna go to. A, I'm looking at going to the LSU Florida game this year. That shit's gonna be lit. That's all I got to say because you've never I've felt never, it. I've never been to a college and that's football a premier game. SEC matchup. Yeah, it is. Oh lord. Yeah, it is. That shit is. It's amazing being in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The swamp, the way yeah. it's built, and the sound projects up. I think the stadium is built underground. Yeah, not underground. It's below b- sea level. Below sea level. So it just fucking projects. Yeah. It's that's top on the list. If we can't make that game, then it's South Carolina and Missouri. I'd rather go to the South Carolina game. You're going with your your sister, right? Uh, my little sister and my stepdad. I think, I'm. I think it's just gonna be me and my stepdad that go. But she's providing that because she goes there, right? Yeah. So she's gonna see if she can find us some tickets and some shit like that for cheaper. And that would be, be a good. Time, but I'm man. going to a football game this year, and I th- and we need to try and go to some UCF games this year. We should. I know we liked cheap. on that last They're year. They're cheap too. It's like ten, twenty bucks for a yeah. ticket. We'll go see some fucking UCF night football. For real. For real. But yeah, the 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 college atmosphere is electric. I fuck with it. It's real nice. I'm definitely uh, like I said, it was my first college sporting event. Fun times. Turn up. We'll do it some more. But um, well, I'm glad you had a good time. Glad you got to feel that environment a little bit. I've been yeah. to a couple of basketball games. It's real funny though. It's kind of like. Like it has, like it's college football. I mean, the college sport, but I don't know, like the mixture of like young and old people. (laughs) It's like either a lot of us, either you're really old or you're really young. There's like no really in between between. Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's all like alum or like people that have, you know, strong ties to that school or whatever. And then the students that are going there. Mm -hmm. It's just funny, the, the age gap. Right. But definitely a good time. Good time. What else we got here? Oh, this fucking fight last night. We do. That was a fucking boring fight, except for... The card itself, the, what, three, four fights that we watched on mm-hmm. the card, on the main card, it was a, I thought it was a good card. The main event disappointed. The right. Adesanya-Romero fight disappointed. Yeah. As far as the the fireworks that were expected and... Yeah, the hype was, was, was big. I thought, it was gonna be, I thought it was going to be a, a great fight. I thought it was going to be up for like maybe fight of the year but yeah. the co-main event is up for fight of the that year that oh my god what was Wei, it Wei Li Zhang and Joanna Jerjajic or something Jer-Jay-Chick. something like that yeah. oh my gosh that fight like it was crazy and even the fight before that too that guy got the Darnoosh guy the dad guy yeah, <laughs> he, looked he looked like, like he was a dad. a dad and the other guy was swole he like tasted a fucking, blood though because he was, I mean, in the be- in the first round, he like fucking jumped on the guy he like a spider to, monkey. Yeah, he was trying, was trying to rear naked choke him. Rear and naked he almost got him. it a few times. He yeah, almost the, got that locked in a few and times. And the guy survived the round. Then the second round, the other guy came out and was bombing him. And once he he was getting he was getting he looked like he was hurt. Yeah. His offense came out. And fucking <laughs> he started he caught like, him oh, one this time. How you trying to fight? And he just started swinging. Started him. swinging, Woo. coming at the guy, and then he caught him with an overhand left. Stunned sleep. him. Oh no! I'm talking about the the punch that stunned him. That he that was a right with, hand, and then he the one that put him, him out a was bit. that overhead overhand left. He did. You his, saw it before he even fall. He fell. His eyes were like Ding, his arms were stiff. Up. Yeah, his he, mouthpiece was, was like to the side of his mouth, <laughs> fucking sticking out. Oh my god, that was a good fight. That was an exciting fight. But the fight after that, the co-main event, the the what's her name? Waylee Zhang. Waylee Zhang and Jer- Joanna. Jer- 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 I can't say her. I don't even know where she's from. It's Joanna J. Jerchek. J. Jer- there you go. Yeah. 
that fight was crazy. The Joanna chick came out looking like Mega Mind. Like her, she didn't come out looking that way, or she ended the fight looking. Yeah, that. She, she came, came in. out of the fight. Yeah, yeah she yeah, looked yeah. normal. I mean, she you know normal yeah. or whatever. My bad, I confused. About that. to go fight, and then she came out. She got punched in the forehead. The Zayling turned into a contusion. Punched her like directly on the forehead. It started swelling up, and then in the next round, so this that had to be what that was the second round that she got punched in the forehead. Yeah. And then the third round, she punched her again in the the same spot that it started swelling up. And you saw it like they showed the slow motion of it. And you saw like the ripples on the swollen part. Uh And then just like her whole forehead, it started going down into her nose. It looked kind of like she looked like she could have been like super fucked up. Like something wrong could have like the way her her cranium looked like it was fucking damaged. Yeah. She looked deformed. She looked like she looked like the guy from fucking 300. Yeah. <laughs> can't lift up his shield like with the one big eye like that shit yeah. was it was kind of hard to watch like but she, she kept some type of facial reconstruction after that shit it might have just been just who knows I'm not I'm over here trying to diagnose this shit like I'm a doctor but the nah, sw- her shit was fucked up the sw- <laughs> was no way around that <laughs> the swelling in that was fucking crazy I had really like was. the <laughs> it went like to the top part of her head like it was her whole forehead she oh man she kind of looked like Sheen when he gets super smart from Jimmy Neutron. Like his hair, that shit was yeah. incredible. But she was taking hits. She was taking hits and not she going down. She was throwing it back too because she, she was that way. Leaguer had never been in the fourth round of a fight before. Like that was Mm-mm. the longest fight. I think that was her first title defense. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Joanna had eight title defenses when she. Yeah, had well, the she's belt. yeah she was a former champ. She's a former champ, and she's she was more of the skilled fighter, and that was what she thought was gonna take her over the hump against Wei Lee. Wei Lee was powerful as fuck. That counter yeah. is fucking was, mean. Yeah, she was tagging her. She was tagging her. But, but they both were taking She wasn't very skillful. You could see that. Yeah. Joanna was, she was skillful. She was mixing it up. She was going southpaw. She was kicking all she kinds of She had the length too. She had, she was she was slightly taller. She was like two inches taller and had like a three inch reach advantage. Right, but you could see how, how thick fucking Wei Lee yeah. was. And, and her punches and came with some, with some oomph. They really did. As you she could was a I'm sure you could fucking look that shit up and she was getting tagged too she 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 stayed in it though but her yeah, shots none of them none of them went got knocked down right i know there's a few takedowns but as far as like getting punched nobody fell to the ground or anything like that it was only one time when joanna tried to kick waylee and she caught it oh uh, yeah caught yeah. the kick and hit her on the button and then yeah. pushed her down it wasn't like a knockout yeah but it wasn't a knockdown it wasn't a knockdown, yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah i remember that but yeah that yeah, was that, that was one. that was the most exciting fight of the night, the the co-main event. Yeah, like the the the, the Izzy and Yo Romero we'll talk fight, about like, the main event. <laughs> honestly, it's boring. it's boring. But like, like I get what the first two minutes of the fight, they just danced around. Literally, they didn't. Engage. Yo Romero didn't even move. Like he no, had his he feet didn't flat on the, the ground. He had his feet flat on the ground and was just like moving with Israel. He tries to play mind games in the ring. That's what he's trying to do with him the whole fight. But Israel Design is too good of a fighter. He's too yes. like he wasn't. I mean, and I get. I'm not even mad at him for it. A lot of people were like after the fight and he won. The crowd was booing him. Yeah. But it's like as the champion, you don't have to engage. Like if oh. you let it go to decision, you're and the opponent didn't make enough of an impact or do enough during the fight to like. If you don't knock him out, if you're not dominating the rounds, the 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 competitor, the opponent's never gonna win the the. The championship and in the last two rounds, the championship rounds, I mean, the whole fight, Israel was just kicking that leg. Lighting that leg. That up. shit was welted up. They, I mean, and that's what he did, and he played it perfect, and he, he didn't did. fall into the trap. And I mean, I understand a little bit what Yoel Romero was trying to say as far as, you know, you're supposed to put on a fight for the fans, but at the end of the day, for the fighter, it's up to him to win the fight. Yeah, that's so what if these, he's doing, what he has to do strategy wise and Romero wasn't man. really engaging he, they right. were both waiting and for each other cha- like you said he's the champion he's waiting for yo Romero to engage the challenger needs to fucking yeah. challenge the the champ and if he challenges him enough and it goes to decision that's how you win a decision if you're the challenger if, if you're just waiting for the for the for the champ to come and put the work on you and trying to attack you you're not gonna you're not gonna win because you're not doing enough and that's how the judges were looking at and it. I can almost tell you every every shot that was taken in that fight it was only a, a series of three moves on each part um adesanya was just trying to kick him and uh romero was trying to counter with that overhand yeah. left well there was only seven punches thrown in the first round exactly i think four by israel adesanya and three by romero, romero. caught him with that overhand he left did. 
with the on the counter <laughs> after of, of that, that he's that like cake. i don't want any part of that after shit. that adesanya was like okay i'm watching out for that shit <laughs> oh, he would God. kick and fucking move out he hit him a few times too romero hit got him a couple of times throughout the fight but it wasn't yeah. anything like he had one knockdown adesanya got up real quick though one takedown takedown take yeah, yeah he did get up pretty quick though he should have that's what he should have done though he should have just tried to wrestle him down too because he's yeah. a, a silver medalist wrestler mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people thought the fight was going to go because he's a way better wrestler than Adesanya Adesanya doesn't have a wrestling background yeah. Romero does so we thought that could have been the X factor in the fight and a lot of people thought like you said Romero was going to attack that to win the fight against Adesanya yeah which instead he tried to fucking deceive him doing all the hand motions and yeah, I mean, he like would you drop said, down he was and to hit play, his knee real quick he was quick. trying to play those mind games and yeah it's like come on man like you're not gonna want to fight against a fighter like that like this you gotta fucking attack you're the stronger man you have and the thing is adesanya doesn't really have knockout power like that like he can knock people out but he's not really the he doesn't have the power behind his punches like romero does so if he's a striker though he's a quick striker he is he connects but if man he's seen if you've seen some of the fights that yo romero has been in like i've seen some of them it, that shit doesn't seem to phase him that much. No, it doesn't. I mean, because he's gone against guys that are a lot stronger and more, you know, they have the bombs on their hands that if, you know, you get tagged, you're getting knocked out. And he was 10 rounds. He went 10 rounds with what? Uh, that rock hold guy. And they fucking. He's like a little fucking tank of tank muscle and fucking explosions. He's yeah. fucking. He's crazy. He's like a freak of nature. He's 42 he, years old and he's fucking jacked, ripped like no other. Yeah. Doing and fucking somersaults and shit. It's flips. like, oh my God. Like. Yeah. He, his fucking corner was dancing the whole time. He came in there <laughs> dancing fucking salsa or whatever. <laughs> that shit was funny. That shit was funny. It really was. It really was. I mean, that probably was. Those were some of the most entertaining moments of the fight, fight, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, that was so unfortunate. We had an entertaining end to the night, though. Oh, yeah. Fucking <laughs> rode around on those scooters. Yeah, those little scooty bikes, man. Them shits is fun. If you downtown, go fast, too. They do go fast. Check them out. Be careful, though. I wouldn't um, advise using them if you're under the influence of alcohol because that could turn bad. Or quick. driving it on a cobblestone road. That was probably yeah. <laughs> that was dangerous. But I could see. <laughs> in landmines, those potholes were fucking. I could see alcohol, like everything, giving you oh. an extra amount of courage, thinking that you can. Do things that you probably that shouldn't liquid do. Liquid courage. <laughs> yeah. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> yeah, especially those shits. Oh, I feel shit. like that would be worse than a car. Yeah, well, because you're exposed. You're exposed. And you're exposed. Want, yeah, if you get hit, that's it. That might be it. Yeah, but the drunk people they're they're flailing around all loose and shit. So that makes that, them less likely to get hurt. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that I mean. You you might get hit, but you still might survive. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about. I'm not in, encouraging you. I'm not encouraging yeah. this. I'm just saying. You we're know. saying not to do it. That's what we're trying to say. Please. Let's just for fun though. It was Jordan's idea too, and he was over here talking. Nah, I don't want to. Because we were trying to figure. You have to download an app for it and shit, and this, that, whatever. <laughs> and, it was a process. And Jordan's like, Nah, I don't want to. And we then ended I, up taking it back. I finally I don't feel like <laughs> it. I finally found one that worked. I wrote it over to. We went to where Graffiti Junction. Mm-hmm. Wrote it over there, and, and then, then we, found, we three. found like three of them. There was like four or five yeah. of them in that little area, but we found Perfectly three of them. Yep. So I'm like, bet we're taking them back, and we rode those shits it was back. Cold as a it motherfucker, though. Oh my god, that was. A but I was gonna get sick. Speaking of getting sick, <laughs> oh shit, the corona the is world out here. is in panic. Ah, the like corona it. is thick. It's in the air. <laughs> it's in the fucking air. I don't fucking. Man, the media is fucking honestly eating off the this thing shit. that gets me the most though is that how we have to wait until like there's something like Ebola or fucking swine flu or coronavirus to tell people to wash their hands. People it's start like, dying. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know, you gotta you get people Maybe gotta we start get under our nail <laughs> beds a little bit for twenty seconds. Warm water, soap is like you gotta wait until people are start dropping to fucking wash. I hate that shit. It's like That's just do it and fucking you know maybe diseases won't get spread, but. I mean the coronavirus. I'm. It's kind of hard to tell how to feel about it, honestly. Coronavirus causes a respiratory disease called COVID nineteen. Good old COVID nineteen. COVID. COVID. How do you COVID? COVID. Yeah. But the symptoms are like it's like the flu. Yeah. Symptoms are fever. Essentially, cough, if you're old, shortness of breath. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, if you're old and have a shitty immune system, your, your your luck might be running out. But if you're young, you know. You go get it checked out. You're feeling a, a little under the weather. You should be good to go. Except there's no treatment for it. You just got to, like, you know, treat it like you would a flu. 
Right. That's the thing. And I feel like that's the thing that's scaring most people is that, like, we don't really know how quickly it's spreading and there's no treatment for it. So that's what's, you know, oh, God, like, people have or has people all in fucking. You can get tested. CDC and the New York State Department of Public Health are both doing free testing for coronavirus. So if you don't live in Atlanta or New York, I don't know where you can go. <laughs> but if you live in those two <laughs> cities, go ahead and check it out. Uh, they not they don't have like a they're not. I'm sure if you fucking you could go to like some fucking walking clinic, take a piss, and they'll send it to the lab or some shit. Is that how they test it? I think so. I don't know. I've never gotten tested for it. That's how they test for a lot of shit, though. You piss in a cup, and they send it to a lab, and. They run tests on your piss or whatever. They draw blood, whatever the fuck, and then send the results back to your doctor. Yeah, urine, blood, usually things they use. Should you be wearing a mask? Fuck no. No. (laughs) You should only wear a mask, a face mask, if you are sick or if a doctor recommends it. I've even, but I even saw something that like you like the mask doesn't help for shit. Even if a doctor like I don't know, I was seeing uh, reading this. one of the articles that I sent you is like, even if a doctor, like it doesn't really make a difference. Like yeah. it's only if you're like sick or something that top, top cure or, or method of prevention that I've seen online. As you just mentioned, the wow. best way to prevent infection is to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds of wash soap and water. Hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Cover <laughs> your cough or sneeze, clean and disinfect frequently touch objects and surfaces and avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. That's right. We give you facts here on No Hangover Podcast. (laughs) Fuck. Just fucking, I don't know, be a clean, normal person. Wash your hands. Cover your mouth when you cough and sneeze and shit. It's only like Don't sneeze into the air. Don't be a dick, essentially. I don't know which one of the... I seen a report. (laughs) I don't know how early this report was. It says it has a 1.4% mortality rate. Yeah, I saw that too. Which means out of every... Thousand people who are infected, fourteen will die. I don't know if that was last week when nobody knew what the fuck was going on, or if it was this week when we figured out like, oh, it's just respiratory infection. And if your immune system, I saw something like I heard somebody say like two percent, but like it's like Rachel Maddow said that most people around the world will get it and only has a two percent fatality rate. Like I said, it's just usually it's just old people. I saw <laughs> I was actually talking to my sister the other day, my little sister last night, actually. And she was saying <laughs> that that pretty much like and it was a joke. So don't get offended. It was a joke. But that <laughs> how the coronavirus only kills like old people. So, I mean, it's doing it justice by killing the boomers or some shit like that. <laughs> Whoa. Like, oh, shit. I care about some of those boomers now. <laughs> just like, God damn. Oh, man. It's cold. It was more of a political joke. It was yeah, like a yeah. meme she saw on Facebook or some shit. I'm like, yikes. The world's a cold place. That's the thing about like <laughs> social media, period. Like Twitter. They'll fucking make a joke out of anything. Anything. Any real issue that's going on, they'll meme that shit to death. I mean. That's why nobody takes shit seriously until it's The thing really about real. a good joke, though, is that it has some truth to it. True. Boom. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm just saying it was funny. I, when she told me that I laughed pretty hard. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, I'm not. I mean, like, I, I had swine flu. I've said that before. I had swine flu, and I came out just fine. You had mad cow, too, nigga. You susceptible to this shit. Bro, that means my immune system's strong. Fucking get rid of that Only shit. Only nigga you know in Orlando with mad cow disease <laughs> laying somewhere dormant in his body. <laughs> oh, shit. No. <laughs> what it is. <laughs> what let me, explain, is, let me yo, explain this uh, real quick. Uh, what it is is that my dad was in the Air Force. Right. So when I was born, my dad was already stationed in Italy. Okay. So I was born a month. I was in this world, fresh, new to this world for a solid month. Me, my older sister, and my mom, well, not really me, I was just there. My mom packed up our shit, and we went over to Italy, because that's where my dad was. They were, they were married, whatever, so right. that's where we went. Well, in my little tenure over there at Italy, in Italy, the mad cow disease started fucking going around and fucking some shit up. I don't really know the full details on that, but it was fucking shit up. People were dying. Right. Well, two years, you know, my two years were up, moved back to over here. Essentially, I can't really donate blood because there's no way of detecting 
or figuring out if you are a carrier of mad cow disease. The only two carriers of mad cow disease because disease that happened in the United States were two European women. They both died from it. If you were a carrier of mad cow disease, you died. So, I mean, I'm alive still for as far as I know. He's alive. <laughs> as far as I but know. don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I feel like that kind of uh, debunks everything. And, um, you know, if anything, I'm just a fucking warrior and I can take on anything. Sitting here fighting all diseases. Exactly. I hope not Corona. <laughs> Fucking, isn't that crazy though, that fucking Corona beer has their stock? They're they have took a loss, taking a fucking loss. Like how stupid! I seen a real question be? online. <laughs> like how stupid? Does drinking coronavirus give you <laughs> drinking coronavirus? Drinking Corona beer make you less likely to get coronavirus? It was like a real question on like CNN or some shit. I did see something and that it was like no. If you drink alcohol like that, helps the prevention. I, I don't know how accurate that is. Well, shit. <laughs> like because of like the, the alcohol like fucks with the the virus or whatever, makes it dormant. Some bullshit like that. But I'm like, hmm. Until it wakes up. <laughs> I was drunk. With <laughs> <laughs> a fucking hangover. <laughs> oh god, what a night. <laughs> All right, time to fucking yeah. go fuck some shit up now. <laughs> oh shit! The sniffles come. Yeah, but that's people. That's the thing. Like, how stupid do you got to be? Not very. <laughs> <laughs> to fucking think that to ask a question like that though, like, not very. Does Corona beer give you coronavirus or prevent it or whatever? I'm just like, what the fuck. That the fact that their stock has dropped and losing like money, I kind of feel bad for them. I kind of want to go and buy a case of Corona right now just to, you know, do my part and help them out. Don't tempt me. <laughs> I feel like two out of five Americans might have asked that question. <laughs> God damn. Oh, is my that bad? God. That's, <laughs> that is kind of bad. All right, it crossed their mind. They might not have asked it, but like, like well, I wonder why it's called coronavirus. And that not, sparks I mean, beer. It definitely mind. crossed my mind. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, so, but I, don't, I wouldn't go as far as saying that I thought that shit gave you coronavirus. But what if, like, I mean, I'm sure your mind travels and, like, you know, it goes into like your imagination and shit. Like, but that's what it is. Is it that? Is it like. that obsolete for somebody to think that? Corona fucked up. People have been drinking Corona, and all of a sudden they've con- contracted a virus from drinking Corona over a yes. time span. That's yes. that's pretty out. That's <laughs> pretty like out there. Kind of far out there. <laughs> I mean, not super far out there, but maybe I'm in that. Too, like for too. somebody to like think that that's a real thing, I feel like it's kind of like and not question it. And it's like, hmm, maybe you should do some self reflecting on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> some self reflecting on yourself. Yeah, there you go. Double reflect. Double. Look in but, the mirror and talk to yourself. Yeah, I don't think uh, everybody's going to die. I think the apocalypse is not coming. I feel like we're all going to be okay. You know, just be healthy. Wash your hands. Cover your mouth when you sneeze and cough. Do that. Be all the shit that you should have been doing. <laughs> Honestly, the things that nasty. we should be doing on a regular basis, just, you know, common courtesies. I mean, and not even common courtesies. It's just, I mean, the washing your hands part is good for you. Like, that's, that's self-love. I, I mean, it shouldn't be self-love. It should just be... Natural again, self reflect. There you go. If your hands are dirty, <laughs> get under them nails too. Clip your fingernails. Fuck. What else? Anything else? Any any closing thoughts? Any uh, um, anything you want to get no. off your chest? I think that's what uh was on the agenda today. You everything, look like a lemon, a every, lemon head with that. We hoodie. just talked about people can't see me, so they don't know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I don't look like what he thinks I look like. <laughs> Watch. Well, once we start getting this video, wear that, and then we'll see what the comment section is looking like. <laughs> Lemonhead Gordon's on the air today. I look like a lemonhead because I have the hoodie on top of the headphones, Honestly, so it makes it look so a little wider. The little fucking thing. You know who looks like a lemonhead? I'm sorry, and I do fuck <laughs> with you and your husband, Chrissy Teigen. Chris- <laughs> She looks like a lemon head. She looks like the lemon head logo. Just, a I lot saw, of people have used that joke on her, so I'm sure I she saw something like the other day that she finally like what was it? Revealed or like came out that she had like plastic surgery or some shit like that. I'm like like we didn't Secret's already fucking out, baby. know. It's <laughs> like shit, it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist. She's uh too involved in that Kardashian family to not get a little bit of She's cool with that? Work. Yeah. I didn't know that. And Johnny Boy is cool with 
Yay. Yeah. I mean, they came up together pretty they much. They did. They were going to at each they weren't going at each other, but John was like he was pissed off that Kanye was supporting Trump the way he was. A lot of people A lot were. of people were, but a lot of people were, but he was vocal about it. And he, he, he took his shots and they had disagreements, but they were still like friends and they were still hanging out. Same thing yeah. with Push the T. Um, but yeah, those are my closing statements. You got anything, bud? Um Oh, Don Tolliver gonna drop an album here soon. I don't know soon. when. We don't know when. They but I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I've been watching interviews on him or with him and shit on Sway in the Morning and taking a deeper deeper dive into his uh, music. That's what's up. I'm pretty That's excited for that. March is gonna be a good a good month for music. I Weekend think so. party next door is dropping too. We just had uh, Drake. Drake. Halloween is approaching. October. Halloween is whenever Drake wants it. October Honestly. is whenever Drake wants it to be October. Yep. And it's approaching. The season is coming. I haven't listened to that Young Jeezy album, but I've heard the little bit that you played. Young Jeezy. I mean Jadakiss, Jada my Kiss, bad. Yeah. Jadakiss album. That I've heard a little bit that you played in this scene. I mean, that's going to be bars, and that's just going to be hard yes. regardless. Jada. I listened to that Janae Aiko album a little bit. Not bad. I that shit like with, her, with, yeah, with her. That her was a, a star. Yeah, that was she a good song. She kills that verse. She, she really does. does. That's a good song. But besides that, I mean, until next time, folks. Tell the people what they need to know. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Uh, YouTube will be back. Just working out some kinks here and there. Um, You can listen to our playlist on Spotify. That is on the No Hangover profile. Not the No Hangover Podcast profile. Two different things. If you have trouble uh, finding that, you can always find it on Apple Music on my personal page at Eric underscore Ponte 34. All the playlists are there for you. Some of the shit that I've been listening to recently is there for you. So, you know, a lot of content there for you guys. A lot of, you know, different music. You might be listening to something different. There's that whatever. All that good shit. And um, catch us on our Instagram. Like the content. Leave comments, leave questions, leave concerns, any topics that you might want us to talk about, any playlist ideas that you might, you know, want us to put together. Leave that there. Drop it in the DMs. And uh, thank you, guys. We love you guys. Keep it classy. Yes, sir.